Rewinding time to visit a former student who has worked hard to make her passion and hobby into a career. My guest today is none other than Mary Brown, the owner of Francis Design Photography, located in the heart of Largo, Florida. She's a photographer, a mother to two amazing small humans. She is the wife of a first responder, and she is one of the best creatives that have crossed the threshold of my classroom. Regardless of state, we shared some laughs, talked hobbies, passions, and business. We touched on photography, entrepreneurship, and parenting. Let's just dive in. Welcome to Talking Back to the Teacher Podcast. I introduce you to Mary Brown. And we just had that, I feel like we've always had that special like connection, you know? Okay, that actually works. Did it work? It works. It says it's recording, so. <laughs> All right. This is Look, we're so fancy. We this figured is... it out. And I can't tell you how happy I was and the happy dance that occurred when I got this thing. This is a thing. Some of the photo shoots that I did, I, I started everything at my house. And then I found a studio that was in Tampa and they rented it by like the hour. Yeah. So studios, oh. this was much, this was a much better idea. Are you ready? Yeah. Yes. First question I ask, what is the most useful piece of mathematical information you learned and is for some reason still stuck in your head? <laughs> useful? Like useful? Yep. Useful. You're going to probably laugh at me though when I say it because listen your geometry stuff I was good in your class right like I understood it don't ask me now it that's gone it's all gone it's it yes and no mm -hmm. uh useful is when you like use your fingers <laughs> 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 you know what I mean like I mean I still I still do that if I'm doing a math problem, I definitely overcomplicate it. And I like do multiple steps before I get to the answer where you would probably just go, boom, boom, done. To be fair, I had you in a like math analysis class. Mm -hmm. And honestly, unless you're looking at some kind of engineering or math based route post high school, 90 to 95 percent of the stuff I taught you in that class, you probably would never use. No. Okay. <laughs> It's not like we were in a basic math class. You're like, I forgot it all. Like, no, it was. No, I'm sure. I'm sure it would come back to me once, like, I sat down and looked at it. But for the most part, no, it just fluttered away. But I tell you what, I felt smart as hell when we were doing it. So you were a good student. So <laughs> props for that. What do you remember from high school? Now, mind you, I know your class of 2007, right? Yeah. So we're ooh, we're talking ooh, 15, 16 years. Wow. Okay. So what yeah. do you remember from high school that you think best prepared you for life after like receiving your diploma? So I thought about that. It's, it's more of, um, I don't know if it's anything that really prepared me for life. I feel like we kind of need more in school for that kind of a thing. Like I didn't know how to buy a house. I didn't know how to get a car. Like I learned that by having to do it. Right. So as far as school, I mean, yeah, thank you for teaching me a little bit of our history and uh, how to write a paragraph or two. But, <laughs> you know, yeah, for the most part, as far as life goes, I think high school just prepares you in a sense of like, which direction do you really want to go? What from high school are you going to take with you? And what other things are you just going to leave? Each of my last three interviews, when I asked the question similar, I got responses that were like, well, 
some of the things that we learned. I don't know why I learned them. It would have been really helpful if someone would have helped me learn how to do my taxes and make a proper budget. No steps that come along if I'm trying to purchase a car, finance a car, why I should shop around for a loan. The same thing, but magnified six, seven times over if you're looking at buying a home, why I should buy versus rent. And so I always ask, like, if I would have had a unit on that, would you have paid attention to it? Or would it have been like so far fetched where it wasn't applicable still? Given a task in high school, like my thought was you want to pass the class. So if there was a class on that, I would more than absolutely pay attention and try to learn it. Mm -hmm. And then maybe I could leave high school and be like, you know what? I know what's up here and I know how to do this. I don't I don't need to ask around or shop around. I know what I want, you know, to lay it all out. But that's just how my brain would have worked is like, oh, I got to pass this. Well, then I need to know. I slowly started putting more real life applications in my lessons. But based on how tight knit your curriculum is, you have every day kind of planned out. I would have had to have gotten ahead, which means go faster and then say, hey, guys, we're going to do this for the next three days. This is going to be a project. Here's what we're going to do. Here's exactly how it would apply to life. I guarantee you're going to use it at some point maybe in the next five years, and you'll thank me one day. Those students remember that. The other ones are just like, why did I have your calculus class? Why was I trying to do And I was like, listen, you signed up for it. I was just there to teach it. Yeah, but I mean, it makes sense. I just think that if given the opportunity to learn those types of things, kids may surprise you and totally take advantage of it. Yeah. You know, I mean, I took French class. Ask me something in French. I don't know what you're saying. Whenever we talked about budgeting, If I ever told a student, like, here is my salary, here is what my lifestyle looks like, can you make it work on this amount of money? And they always looked at me like I was crazy, like, you can't. And I was like, well, I am, and welcome to my classroom. This is why (laughs) why the student parking lot looks nicer than than the staff parking lot. You posted something on social media recently. You've been on like a couple different journeys that I followed you on. I think originally you had a, you were on a very, um, conscious health awareness I won't even say kick but that was a huge part of your lifestyle yeah there was yoga in there I would see you doing yoga poses and I'd see someone stroll by in the background someone to be swimming in the background I'd see pups going in the background it was great and then you uh you're on this entrepreneurship journey which I'll get to in a second but what stuck out to me that related even more closely with what I do right now is you had a post less than a month ago about ADHD diagnosis how that contributes to and allows you to really thrive in what you do right now, um, parenting with ADHD, and then also how that affects your family. Can we talk about that for a second? Because I want to know, I guess, what that looked like in high school. And now, how does that play an important part professionally, as well as how you conduct and help run a family? It's loaded, but I I understood it. So I feel like it, it almost goes a little bit farther like before high school. Mm-hmm. And I only say that I was diagnosed in like fifth grade. And back then, like people didn't know a lot about it. So it was always, oh, take this pill and here you go. You know, like, and it was just cut dry. And so I don't even think I truly understood what ADHD was until I got older. And then in high school, I think it was like my ninth grade year, um, I was put on Adderall and I, I hated Adderall. Like I'd been on it before I got off it. My mom and dad put me back on it. I hated it. It totally changed my personality. It made it where you couldn't talk to me. I'm busy. I'm focused. Don't talk to me. 
that's not me, you know, like I'm sociable. So eventually I just would take the pill out of my bottle and put it in a bag and put it to the side. And I, I did that for a reason. So after ninth grade year, I did this my 10th grade. I was proving to my mom and dad I could do school and make the grades without that. And so with having ADHD, it was extremely hard because I had to really remind myself to focus. And then one day I told them, I said, I have not, I showed her my grades, all A's and B's. I said, I have not been taking this medication. Here it is. Wow. Here's the bag. <laughs> I don't even know if they fully remember rogue. that or not, but you, I, you I, I with the medication it. instead of not going to do it. I didn't want to do it. So, I, I mean, salute to you. It was like, as an adult, it's a little different. So I am on, I take a very small dose of Ritalin, which, but I take Ritalin now. I wish I had been on that instead of Adderall because oh. I feel like the Ritalin doesn't change my personality. Okay. It allows me to focus, but I'm not a jerk. I'm not going to like be doing my math, you know, in math. Class. I remember it was math class. And someone tried to talk to me and I straight up was like, can you not? I'm busy. <laughs> I like, I always think of it now and then. Cause I'm just like, I am not that person. Like that's not, but if I take my riddle and I genuinely can focus on what I'm doing, get it done and I'm all good. But after high school, you know, I didn't take medication for a very long time. And it's only been the last year that I started taking Ritalin and I think that's mainly because it's not just me anymore. I have two kids. I got my husband. I have this business. So for me to stay organized uh-huh. with all of it and juggle it all, the medication helps me not to get overwhelmed. That is something that comes along with ADHD is we get very overwhelmed and that can lead to depression. So I don't want that. So that's why I do that. As far as parenting goes, so I paid closer attention to how my kids picked up something, like how they learned, um, what made them thrive, and then also their emotions. And I paid closer attention to that so that I could better help them in those ways. Like Ellie, I knew pretty early on she had ADHD. And I just knew just by watching. And I'm like, you you are me. Completely, totally saw it. But because I had it, I would work with her at home and I would, she's very visual learner. Mm -hmm. She has to see it. And like, if you were to give her a math paper, you have to break it down and only show her one to two problems at a time. And like, that's it. So I hide the rest of them and she's smart as a whip. So that's, you know, she, she gets it really good. Once you do that, no brainer. She's, she's great. Where Jace, he is not ADHD. I will be so surprised if he ever gets diagnosed with ADHD. He is just, but he, he's still semi-emotional. Ellie's very emotional, but I just think from having ADHD that that's just made me more in tune with that as opposed to oh. overlooking. Yes. Or just that's really good. And like Ellie, she, she's in therapy, which people don't realize that's important for those with any kind of a learning disability, because it allows you to get thoughts out and really communicate with somebody outside of the box. And her therapist specializes in that. So she also specializes in ADHD. So she teaches her life skills and which has been very, very beneficial for her. I hope I stayed on track with that. I don't know if I did. A perfect answer specifically for what I asked. My next thought, if you can think back to high school or when you finished high school, 
Do you remember what your life ambition was at that point? I wanted to be a teacher. Really? I did, yeah. I wanted to be like an elementary school teacher. Okay. That was kind of what I wanted to go for. So you're not there right now, but here's my segue. You're an artist and Mm -hmm. a photographer, and I believe you mentioned you're self-taught. Yeah, completely. You didn't didn't like go off to, to school and study photography in a college-like atmosphere, lecture hall. You know as well as I do, everyone that picks up a camera is not a photographer. Right. Anyone who picks up a phone feels like they're a photographer. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, can, I, I honestly believe I can recognize someone who has put the time and effort into this art, into this passion, into this career from someone who just picked up an iPhone that has, or an Android or whatever that has a a nice camera on it or three cameras on it and say, Hey, look what I can. Mm -hmm. So how did you learn? Fun fact. I actually started college at SPC and I had started to try to get my um, associate's degree and go towards teaching. Okay. So I kind of got a little taste of it. I did some volunteer hours at schools. I worked in a preschool and, and then I just learned like, you know what? It's just not for me more so probably because of the school I ended up teaching at. I mean, kids fought me and they're like three. And I was like, I'm good. I'm good with this. <laughs> I try to fight me today. I'm good. Today I had a student try to fight me. And God bless you. 17-year-old, except this one's maybe like five foot one. And I would say one of my all-stars because we got a, we got a lot going on with this one. But we normally... Oh, no. Uh, but class was too much and I just happened to be in the hallway and I got the brunt of it. And after having a quick conversation, they were still not done venting and like fist balled up. And I was like, yeah, I like <laughs> take a you all right. Dude? It became yeah, a thing. Put, but... put that away. No, oh, I, but... I just was like, this is not this is not for me. So obviously I went through a few different career changes because like you said, I was a master personal trainer for a while. So it's not that I didn't like teaching. It's more of because I'm I'm more of a hands on teacher when I do teach. I I show it. So even as a trainer, I would work out with my clients so that they fully understood the motions with photography. I had wanted to be a photographer years ago. I've always loved art in general. Mm -hmm. So I had a film camera and I would play with that. But um, it never really took off. I mean, there's only so much you can do with film anyway. I mean, you can make some great art with it for sure. I don't want to bash film cameras. But for me, it was just like, okay, let's put that away and focus on other things. And then my husband bought me my first non-film Nikon camera. And it went everywhere with me. And this was only like three years ago. I just took it everywhere. And then eventually I, I started doing like a, a pay what you can. Cause I just wanted to, that's funny how the, the whole ADHD thing where we hyper-focus, uh-huh. right? So when we have a new passion or interest, we really hyper-focus. So part of my, my method of learning was one, take my camera everywhere two offer free shoots. And then I went into pay what you can. So like, you didn't have to pay a lot. It was just, if you feel like giving anything, go ahead. And then if I didn't know how to do something, I would YouTube it and I would watch because I am a visual learner. So obviously not everyone can teach it, but I would find the people I liked to follow Uh and watched and would research my specific camera Mm -hmm. and the specific thing I needed to figure out. 
And I just kept doing it. Remembered it with the repetition of doing it. Mm -hmm. so, so you learn from tutorials and online videos. Basically. Along with the experience of just taking your camera everywhere. That's good. Yeah. I mean, I had some <laughs> books. I think I got, I got the Nikon D3500 for dummies. Hey, and that was just the, yes. Yes. I, mean, I, I had to learn. I had to learn my camera. Every camera is different, you know? Yeah. So, like, one Nikon is not the same as the others. My dad has been taking pictures since college. Um, it's oh, I love that. He shows up everywhere with cameras. And so I was like, I want to show up with cameras. Like, And I love photography. I do. It's a hobby. It's not a career. Um, but I remember showing up to a wedding. This has happened a couple times. But just randomly not being in the way and just taking pictures. I would just take a random picture and tell someone to smile. Then like, wait, wait, wait. Don't smile like that. Let me stand over here. There's a little bit of light coming in here. And then when I'm all done, I'd send them to the bride or to the party. They're like, where did you find these pictures? I was like, oh, I took them. Y'all were off doing your thing, but you had 185 guests over here. And I figured, why not take some pictures of the guests while they're doing their thing and you guys. Aww. And then my my pictures started getting mixed up with like some of the ones that they got back from the photographer. And I was like, oh. And then I randomly showed up to a wedding. My friend <laughs> got married once and his photographer was like running late. His wife now, or bride, was like, oh, you're the photographer? I was like, no, nah, I just kind of carry a camera. She was like, well, take pictures. And I was like, okay. And now my pictures are hanging on the mantle and above their fireplace. And Doesn't that feel good, though, to know that? Does. That it your work really is hung does. up? It's, like, the best. And, like, I feel like even though I wasn't an elementary school teacher, like, I've, I wanted to be a teacher, and I still do that. Like, I feel like instructing people is still teaching. Oh, 100%. You know, proposing, or, hey, you want to do this or this. I just did a photographer event where I invited photographers to come to my studio and I had like three different setups and I had models and my partner, she's a makeup artist. She dolled everybody up, got them ready, hair, face, the whole shebang. And I taught people, I like helped them figure out their camera. And so I'm like, even though I wasn't like full blown teacher, I still have that in me and I still do it just in a different, different way. I love it. I was hoping I was going to talk about the the collaborations that you're willing to do and and how that comes. But you, you just mentioned that. But what do you hope your pictures will capture? For example, like I like telling stories with words. Mm -hmm. Artists who can draw or paint, obviously, when they are finished or completed work, tells a story. What do you hope your pictures and photographs tell? I like to capture true memories and moments which I know that can sound so cliche, like everybody probably says that in like their, you know, titles and stuff. Part of what I think even sets me apart from other photographers is that I'm really good at reading people and picking up on their personalities. And so I try to figure out how I'm going to make this person feel comfortable. And then I get genuine laughs out of them. There's so many people that get to me and will be so nervous. And by the end of the shoot, they are so comfortable and happy and laughing that's and that's what makes the best pictures it's when it's like a true moment because you can fake a smile every day you know what I mean but when you have that true smile or that deep belly laugh on camera like <laughs> that's what you want to put on your wall or when you're I've even told people who are doing a couple shoot and they'll be like what do we do with my hands I'm like if I wasn't here you're on a date you're mm -hmm. gonna be looking at me or you're gonna be looking at her right you know and then, you know, I tell them, you're on a date, just pretend I'm not here. And then you'll see them connect with each other. And like, that's what I personally love capturing more than anything is those moments. 
I'm kind of like a stalker in a way. Like, <laughs> I'm in the bush. But I was going to say, so photographers can capture, you know, you, you have the moments where you're supposed to look at the camera, strike a pose, or look this way and you adjust where the light is. And then you have the picture that's random. Like there's, yeah. for example, um, in 2000 and, oh gosh, we'll say 2009, I think uh, one of my best friends got married in Cleveland, 20 degrees, say, right? It was freezing outside. But I remember we were in this hotel and we're all getting dressed. And, you know, guys on a wedding day getting dressed, th that whole process takes like 17 minutes. Dollar something different. Mm. It's, it's like a 15 to 20 minute process time. I told so, every second I brought to a wedding with me, I'm like, listen, the grooms are different. The groom's room and the bridal suite are completely different vibes. Whole like, different vibes. Everything from how long it takes to put on shoes to someone sipping champagne and this dude shotgun and a beer. Like, are you serious? I've been finished with the bridal suite and go to the grooms and they're all like in boxers hanging out. And I'm like, y'all need a minute? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just completely different. They're like, got their beers and chill and watch it yeah. like on TV. Yeah. Like the first wedding I was in as an adult, I was like, yo, how are we like? Like I was already, I showed up dressed. They're like, why are you dressed? And I was like, yeah, this, this, that, isn't that the point? But for this particular wedding, there was like six or seven of us. At that time, we were gathered like in a circle watching someone's phone. And we were watching like essentially like the equivalent of a YouTube clip because I don't know if there's really YouTube at that time. <laughs> but a guy was dancing and we're watching and then he gets like hit by an ice cream truck. And that's not like the funniest thing in the world. But he was okay. But we all like, <laughs> okay. Crying, and we're staring at this phone and we instantly just crack up laughing. And the photographer got that picture. You can see everyone's teeth. Our mouths yeah. are wide open. And I'll never forget, like people see, you can't see what's on the phone, but you see like six, six guys reactions. And right. I, this is one of my favorite pictures of that entire year. And I think about it all the time. It comes up every because it's real. You know, and then it's almost an inside joke for those of you in the photo, like because yes. you all know what you're laughing at. But the rest of us just see a group of men who are just genuinely happy. We were, you know. And like I do have, I don't want it to come off as like I only take candid. Like I do also instruct people, but I try to make it like flow. So like if it is with a couple, I might go, girl, put your chin up a little bit, and she does, and I'm like, yes. And I like encourage them and yeah. they get really into it. And you just see a, like this huge confident boost mm -hmm. and they just, they love it from start to finish. If you had to write a letter to your 16 year old self, what's the first thing you would tell yourself? Sounds like a simple question, but I feel like it's more deep for me in that because I think it would be something of like, let yourself be who you are and learn the way you need to mm -hmm. and take things in to where you, what you feel is right. That's perfect. The next couple of minutes, I didn't prepare you for this. This is uh -oh. called hot chocolate. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you to answer one or the other. I'm going to give you two options. You just have to choose one, no explanation, unless I ask you for an explanation. All right. All right. Wine or champagne? Oh, champagne. Waffles or pancakes? Pancakes. Bath bomb or bubble bath? Bubble bath. You order wings. Do you get ranch or blue cheese? I can't have either. I'm lactose intolerant. <laughs> okay. Great. Either is an answer. iPhone or iPhone or something else? 
Uh, iPhone. You okay. can have something else. <laughs> Nikon or Canon? Nikon. If you're using social media, filters or no or no filters? Depends. Depends. It, okay. it truly does depend. Yeah. Mirrorless or DSLR? Mirrorless. Freaking game changer. Game changer. Would you rather be feared or loved? Loved. Flip-flops or slides? Neither. Tennis shoes. Favorite type of shoot? You can choose two. Wedding, boudoir. I probably said that wrong. Engagement, family, or maternity? Honestly, wedding and wedding. family. Those are my top two. And one phrase, best thing about living in Florida? Oh, the beach. I mean, I know we all say it, but I just go out there to a sunset. It never gets old. Best thing about being a mom? Oh, I mean, it's a love that you truly cannot put into words. And it's one that you, it's a different experience. It's just like everyone always tells you like, oh, when you're a mom, this or that, blah, blah, blah. You'll see as soon as I had my baby girl holy moly bald mm -hmm. my eye yeah you know mm -hmm. it's just different and so i mean that's that's the best is just loving something so deep i don't matter they matter okay is that that's how i i mean i do matter if you know what i mean but it's yeah like, but it's, it's them life or death situation it's them. Gotta take care like, of them boots or heels Boots. I don't need heels. If I wear them, it it can't stay very long. So, favorite genre of music? I like everything. Actually, that's like a. I don't know if that's a good thing or bad. If it's not yodeling, I'll listen to it. I ain't mad at that. Best piece of marriage advice you've received? Having a code word. So using that word when you're in a heated argument and it's going nowhere. And one of you needs a break because everyone has their own different method of resolving an issue. But when you say the magic word, you put it on pause. You put it on pause, come back to it later. Your Mount Rushmore of favorite people to have a photo shoot with. Just someone you'd love to be behind the camera and take pictures of. Oh, my girl, Marvelous. I take pictures of her all the time. She is a ball of sunshine always game for uh -huh. anything and she does her own makeup she's super she oh, she's flawless i just love her so much she makes it fun she allows me to be creative but then she's a creative person too three words to describe ellie goofy beautiful very kind-hearted sweetest person ever three words to describe jace daredevil <laughs> can dennis the menace be like one <laughs> But he also is just the sweetest of the sweet boy. So I'll give him the sweet too. Like he's sweet, but man, I was not prepared for a boy. That's for sure. No fear. No fear. Only one major question left. Yeah. What does the rest of 2023 hold for you? That's a solid question. I am hoping just continued growth and learning. I never stop learning. I, I am really big on that. Yeah, there's just growth. It's hard to really launch vision. Every day gets kind of packed like that. So that, that's kind of where I'm at with it. The only, the only thing future-wise I think of is just growth and what can I do next? Anybody who has helped you immensely in your professional career you want to shout out or say thank you to right now? Oh my goodness. I should have made a list for that one. Definitely my husband. Even with the studio, like... 
he's my supporter, right? But he keeps it real. So he will also tell me when he thinks it's a bad idea. Okay. And so even through this whole experience, especially with the studio, when I, he was like, I don't think you should do it. And I was like, if you tell me no, I won't do it. He's like, well, I'm not going to tell you no. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. <laughs> Final sign off. How do I contact you? How do we reach out to you? How do you reach out to me? So you can reach out to me through Instagram or my email, which is francisdesign18 at yahoo.com. I have my own website, thefrancisdesign.com. My website has all of my packages on it, but obviously if someone has something special or different that they're needing, I will absolutely quote you. What do I do? I do everything. I do families, maternity, boudoir. You said it right, by the way, earlier. Um, yeah. Weddings. Weddings are so fun. Events, uh, quinceañeras. I do all of it. I even do real estate photography. And even with that, some people will be like, how do you do real estate through all this other stuff? Real estate, I turn it around within one to three days max because people are trying to sell a house. They're trying to get it quick. And trust me, Cole Phillips, he is a real estate agent and he actually showed me the ropes on like what real estate agents want when taking pictures of a home. So I got it. All right. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of your life. And it was like, why are we friends? You can answer that. Yeah, we are. But ham, <laughs> are we friends? What were we in high school? Ham and... Graham. 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 So why are we friends? Love because it. you're awesome. Folks, that is a wrap. I would like to thank my guest, formerly known Mary Graham, now Mary Brown, the owner of the Francis Design. You can find her on the web at uh, www.thefrancisdesign.com. It's also on Facebook, The Francis Design, on Instagram, at The Francis Photography. Check the show notes. All those links are there. There's also additional information on Nikon. Nikon is not a sponsor of this podcast, but we rock with them. There's also a link to uh, on ADHD from uh, the CDC. Ultimately, I appreciate your support. Do me a favor. If you have not already, please, please, please like and subscribe to this podcast. Leave a five-star review if you like what you're hearing. More content on the way. Thank you for your time. Be blessed. Be blessed.